the report of the Lord. It's in moments like this, hallelujah, that you've got to believe that it's going to happen. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever experienced where it seems like you're getting closer, closer, closer? I'm already finishing. I'm getting ready to finish. And it just seems like, it just seems like out of nowhere, a storm just dumps on me. Finish strong. Live strong. Lead strong. Love strong. Worship strong. Oh, have faith in God and believe that you shall live and not die. Come on. I need you to say that. Believe. Believe. Come on. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the report of the Lord. You shall live and not die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we love you so much. We love you so much. Hallelujah. We love you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to hear this real quickly. Hallelujah. We've been in a series called Reset. I simply just want to minister this for a few moments. Hallelujah. We're in a season where it's time for us to pay it forward. To pay it forward. There are some things that we need to begin to pay forward. There are some things that we need to put in place. Because I'm believing. I'm expecting. I'm anticipating a powerful move of God. Come on, I, I don't want us to get stuck in Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't want us to get stuck hoping, worshiping, giving, because we're waiting on Christ to return. He's already here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's already here. He's here. Can somebody say he's here? Come on, can somebody say he's here? All we have to do is just simply welcome ourselves into the presence of the Lord. Matthew chapter 16, 24. Chapter 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Sound of Pentecost. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, number one, they must deny themselves. Number two, they must take up their cross. Number three, they must follow me. The cost of life begins at the formation of one's life. Knowing the price of life before you, do it will grant you the success of living the life you wish to live. The cost and price means everything. And Jesus said to his disciples in, 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 in Matthew 16, verse 24, he said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow after me, after me, Jesus, the Christ, 
the Son of God, the living Savior, the one who died on the cross, the one who rose again, the, 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 the one who was born of a virgin through his mom, the Virgin Mary. Come on, Jesus, the miracle worker. If anyone wishes to follow after me, if, if, if anyone wants to know what their life means and the cost and the price that it means, number one, the cost of discipleship is to deny oneself. Thank you, worship ministry. It's to deny oneself. Let the words in my mouth and the meditation our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are our strength, our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If anyone wishes to follow after me, number one, they must understand what the cost of discipleship is, and that is to deny oneself. That is to deny the willingness to reject are carnal ways of selfish living, doing it my way, are elevated and vain thoughts of I am better without God. Oh my. How many times have we felt that way, that my ways are better, my plan is better, I, I can cheat this way and still get back. If anyone wishes to follow after me, they, they must count the cost of denying one's self to reject carnal ways of selfish living, to deny the elevated and vain thoughts, casting down every high and vain and wicked imagination that exalts itself above you being a called disciple in Christ. Uh, uh, the cost of discipleship is to be willing to reject our will to serve a greater cause than ourselves. We, we've got to be able to understand that there is something that is bigger than us. As we move into this new season and we move into this place where God is looking for the church to begin uh, to do the work it was after Pentecost uh, where the church is now birthed and they begin to do the work that Jesus finished on the cross. They, they begin to accomplish. They begin to bring to pass. They begin to fulfill all those things that had been finished. They, they begin to do the work in the book of Acts. Denial is the shock absorber of the soul. As C.S. Lewis says, it protects us until we are equipped to cope with it. Denial is the shock absorber. For the soul, it protects us until we are equipped to cope with it. Denying yourself is uncomfortable. Denying yourself is not something that is pleasing to your flesh. De denying yourself, oh my God, I don't even want to think about it. Just eating the candy. I, I've been, I've been kind of free a couple of days and, and, and looking to stay off the candy. My wife is saying, baby, you got to come off the candy. You got to uh, uh, denying yourself if you want to be fit 
you want to be healthy, you've got to deny yourself the chocolate graves. You got to deny yourself those cookies. You got to deny yourself. It's the shock absorber for the soul. It, it protects us until we are equipped to cope with it. Number one, the cost of discipleship is to deny one's self. Number two, the price of discipleship is to bear your own cross. It is to bear your own cross. When we think about that cost of discipleship, to deny. It doesn't mean that you have to go without. It doesn't mean that you have to be poor. It doesn't mean that you have to be broken. It, it, it doesn't mean that you don't that you cannot have uh, good things in your life and you cannot enjoy yourself. But he's saying that if you wish to follow me, there are some things that you must deny inwardly. Come on, you've got to deny yourself the ability to reject me. That's what Jesus is saying. Uh, you've got to. Deny yourself, and then after you deny, after you reject your carnal thinking, after you reject your own way, uh, I need you to move into the next one. The life of discipleship, the price of discipleship is to bear your own cross. To bear your own cross is to take on the burden of a broken and hurting generation. It is to carry the weight of our communities that lack leadership. Come on now. Uh, it is to suffer through the pain, the loss, the agony of being Jesus to your generation. I, I'm so reminded that when we were in Atlanta and we had an opportunity to sit up under Bishop Eddie L. Long, he, he taught a series called We Are Christ in the Earth. I believe a lot of times we try to separate ourselves from being Christ in the earth. Come on now. Uh, uh, no, we were not the perfect Jesus, but, but when he died, he said that you shall do greater works than I. That means that the price of discipleship means that each and every one of us have a cross that we must bear. The cross that you must bear. Jesus bared a cross. He carried the cross through agony, through pain, through suffering. Come on now. Uh, he, he laid on the cross. He died on the cross. But the cross represented, come on now, his assignment. It represented the weight, the burden of his assignment. The price of discipleship is to bear your own cross. Bear your cross. I want to say that again. It is to take on the burden of a broken and hurting generation. We're losing our young generation like never before to violent murder, to drugs, to accidents, to shootings, whatever it may be. We're, we're losing them. We're losing a generation that we fought to save. We're losing a generation that we fought to change. We're, we're losing the generation that we've given our lives for. He says, but in this season, bear your cross for the hurting and broken generation that is before you. That is with you now. Come on. We cannot overlook the generation that is with us today. We, we cannot overlook the generations that will come after this generation. We've got to fight and we've got to bear a cross that teaches them the price of discipleship. 
We've got to be able to carry the weight of our communities that lack leadership, that lack a shepherd, that lack the resources and the tools that teach men how to be men, that teach young women how to be young, prosperous, and virtuous women, uh, uh, that teach fathers how to be fathers again, mothers how to be mothers again. We, we've got to be able uh, uh, to give and to give back to our communities in such a way that we're carrying a cross when we get tired I got to carry that cross when I don't feel like it I got to carry the cross because somebody's depending on me to carry this cross somebody's depending on the church the church has to take on the burden of the lost and broken generations the the church has to again to carry the weight of our communities the outcry, the outpouring of pain and hurt. Carrying the cross is to suffer through the pain, the loss, and the agony. Being the reflection of who Jesus is. Being the light that leads people into Jesus. He says that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We have to be the light. We have to be the reflectors of the light of Jesus Christ in our discipleship. If anyone wishes to follow me, number one, they must know the cost of discipleship to deny oneself. If anyone desires to come after me, they must bear their own cross. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, must the Christian go around looking for a cross to bear, seeking to suffer? No, no, insisted Bonhoeffer, opportunities for bearing crosses will occur along life's way. And all that is required is willingness to act when the time comes. Did you hear that? The needs of the neighbor, especially those of the weak and the downtrodden, the victimized and the persecuted, the ill and the lonely will become abundantly evident. You never have to look for a cross to bear because brokenness will always be amongst you. The poor will always be around. Uh, violence and, 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 and family abandonment will always be around. So there is never a time where you will be without a cross. You have to willingly act in a place to pick up a cross. What's my assignment? What is my assignment in the earth? Come on now. Uh, your, your assignment could be to be an entrepreneur and to teach young men and women how to save their money. Uh, whatever your call might be, that's your cross to bear as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Come on now. You don't have to look around. You don't have to go around wondering, how shall I serve? God is going to release an opportunity. He's going to give you a call that comes with a cost, that comes with a price of bearing a cross. So number one, if anyone wishes to follow after me, it is the cost of discipleship. It is to deny oneself. Number two, uh, if you wish to follow after me, come after me, you must pick up a cross. You must bear your own cross, carry your own weight. 
We've got to carry our weight in this season, Rock Church. Uh, we've got to carry our weight in such a way that we can bear relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Come on now. Uh, uh, we, we've, we've got to be able to bear relevant moments where broken and hurting people can be restored back into their rightful place in God. That's our assignment. Come on now. Uh, we've got to deny ourselves the moments where we become selfish. We have to deny ourselves the moments where we become discouraged and where we feel like it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to come to pass. And we're here every week and it just seems like nothing is happening. But we have to understand that bearing your cross comes in times of suffering. There comes, it's attached to signs where it may seem like you're alone. It may seem like that we're the only ones carrying and doing the work, but it's our assignment to understand that if we're going to be disciples of Christ, there is a sacrifice. There is a sacrifice. The cost of discipleship to deny oneself. The price of discipleship is to bear one's cross. But then I like this. The life of discipleship is to follow. The life of discipleship following reflects our willingness to observe his lifestyle of caring for others, being the example. Following reflects our willingness to move in the direction that we are being led, willing to submit. And then we have to understand that following reflects our willingness to come after him with an open heart, no strings attached. The cost of discipleship is to deny oneself. The price of discipleship, it is to do what? It is to bear your own cross. But then there is what? The life of discipleship. It, it is to follow. I like what Steve Jobs says here. Your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Woo. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have courage. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. The life of discipleship is to follow. How do we follow Christ? We follow Christ by loving and caring for others as he did himself. Being the example, Christ was the example, the only example. Come on now. He loved those. John taught us. Uh, he did not come to judge, but he came so that we might believe. He, he came to give us life. He came to give us redemption. He, he came to redeem us back into the fullness of life. He came so that the scriptures might be fulfilled in our life. He came so that we might be what? So that we might be disciples of him, disciples of Christ. He, he came to restore the reflection, the image, the likeness, the deity of how God created us to be one 
with him in communion, in fellowship. He, he came so that we might have the indwelling and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, he came so that we would do what? Accomplish works in the earth through signs, wonders, and healing. Come on now. So that the unbelieving can believe again. Come on now. He came to redeem us from the former Following Christ means that we learn how to move with him. We learn how to flow with him. We, we learn how to be in sync with him. We, we, we learn his cadence and, and, and we learn his beat and, and we learn how to march to the beat of his heart. Come on now, to the beat of his will. We, we learn how to move all at the same time, rock at the same time. Come on now, uh, whatever you want to call it, dance at the same time, stroll at this, whatever you want. We've got to learn how to stay in sync with the power of the Holy Ghost. We, we've got to learn as disciples the importance of moving with God, not only just moving with God, but allowing him to lead us in ways that might not be pleasant to us, in ways that we may not understand. But if I learn to move with him, if, if I learn to just run with him, if I, if I learn to just rock with him, if I learn to just lean in his direction, come on now, trust in the Lord with all of thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path come on now come on now he he makes my way clean and he makes it clear when when i learn how to follow him i can bear my cross with sense when i learn how to move in his direction i know what it is to deny myself i, I know what it is to stay out of self-righteousness I, I know what it is to to stay out of presumptuous sins where my mind becomes haughty my ways become haughty i, I become prideful in ways where god wants to humble me Come on now. Uh, uh, following him means that we must remain in a posture, a perpetual posture where we come after him. Where we continually to come after him, to, to seek him, to, to seek his face. Come on now. We've got to be able to seek after him. When, when I learn how to follow him, uh, I seek after his instructions. Come on now. Uh, my heart is always open to change. My, my heart is always open to a move of God to happen in my life. My, my heart is always open to see God do something for somebody else. Because when I learn how to follow him, uh, I can run better. When I learn how to follow him, we can lead better. I can pray better. My giving is better. My life is better. My health is better. Come on now. Uh, my situations and circumstances, uh, I'm learning how to deal with them because I'm learning how to follow him. Your time is limited, as Steve Jobs says. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by the dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. To follow. 
to follow, it, it means that you must get in line. It, it means that, that you must give up something to follow someone. It means that you must give up the opportunity uh, to be first in line and you're second in line, you're third in line. No matter what place you are, you're following the leading and the power of the Holy Ghost. I've got to be able to follow. Come on now, I, I like this and I used to hear this. Every good follower, a follower, learns how to do what? To follow another good leader. When you can follow and serve as a good follower, when it's your turn to lead, God is going to reward you with the same following or the same followers of the same disposition that you had. He's going to give that to you. He's saying that I require that you follow me by being submitted to my will. I, 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 I require that you follow me because I am the only way and the truth, and the light, and no man can cometh unto the Father but by me. So when you and I are true and, 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 and committed disciples, when we're leading people to Christ, the only way they can get to Christ is by following you and I. Come on now, I just set you up. Uh, they now become our followers. Why? Because we are Christ in their life. We're Christ in their house. We're Christ in their job. We're Christ at school with them. We're Christ in their marriage. Come on now. We're Christ in their singleness and in their purity. Why? Because they're following the Christ in us. Follow me as I follow Christ. As Paul says, following requires that you sit in the passenger seat. It requires that you don't put in the destination. It requires that you get in, buckle up, and just be the passenger. So irritating when you're in the car and the person in the passenger seat is your driver. Whoo! Uh, it's, it's, it's really difficult to, to drive and the passenger and the people in the back seat are, are telling you, uh, uh, you got to make this turn, you got to do this, 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 you got to do this. Well, why am I driving? Many of us are driving when we should be sitting in the passenger seat. Many of us are operating things in our life when we should be allowing the Holy Ghost to operate it. And the reason that you keep going down the wrong road and the reason that the people in the car keep telling you you don't know what you're doing is because you're sitting in the wrong seat. You've got to switch seats. You've got to be available to allow the driver and to trust that the driver is going to lead you to the right destination. Follow me and I will lead you into the fullness of what I've called you to do. Here are some reflective moments that I want you to reflect upon as we leave out on today. Some reflective moments that I want you to take home with you on today. Reflective moments. Number one, denying yourself. I want you to think about this. What are those areas in your life that hinder us from being, tr from being a true disciple of Jesus Christ? A reflective moment. 
I'm learning. I've heard that I have to deny myself. But, but what are some of the ways or what are some of the things in my life that hinder me or hinder us from being the true disciple? What are some of the things in my life that I'm afraid to deny myself? What are some of the habits, some of the addictions, some of the flesh hooks that continue to pull me back every time I, I try to step out? Uh, that there's a hook in me that won't allow me to deny myself from not getting up to pray in the morning. There, that there is a hook in me that won't allow me to just spend time in devotion and praying and, and spending time to hear God. What, what are some of the areas in your life? Remember that self-denial is not the lack of self-abuse or self-esteem. It is making Christ the priority in your life. Come on now. It is making Christ the priority in your life. Secondly, a reflective moment that I want you to take home with you. Uh, bear your cross. Have you accepted the call and calls of your assignment to your generation? A reflective moment. He says, deny yourself. I've got to figure out and you've got to Take self-examination. What are the things that are in the way? God didn't put them there. You put them there. And it's going to take you to move them out of the way. But if you can trust that God is going to walk with you and show you how to move them out of the way, he's going to expose what needs to be moved out of the way so that you can do what? So that you can see your assignment clearly. So that you can look and know what your cross is so that you can wake up every morning and know that your cross is in the bed with you. you. You know that every morning I get up, I'm carrying a cross. I am bearing a cross. Bearing the cross is unavoidable when we become true disciples of Jesus Christ. Your cross is unavoidable. Uh, re remember what Bonhoeffer says. He, he says, uh, why do you have to look for a cross? When life is happening every moment, when life is, has never stopped, when, when death, when grief, when anguish, when suffering, when pain, when sickness, disease, poverty, shame, guilt, whatever it may be, abandonment, abuse. There is a cross for each and every one of us to bear, but you must know the assignment and accept it. And number three, a relevant, reflective moment to take home with you. Follow. Learning to follow after the life of Jesus Christ that grants us the assurance that allows God to lead and guide us in the right direction. Lord, what direction do you want to take me? Uh, he can't take you in the right direction until you deny yourself. He can't move you in the right direction until you accept your assignment and your call and you bear your own cross. And then for it all to come into place, uh, you have to be willing to follow his leading. I have to be willing to deny. I have to be available 
to do what? To bear a cross. And then I have to be intentional in following him. Come on now. Intentional. Available. And willing. To follow him. My honey sitting there singing it. I want to be a follower of Christ. So what do I have to do? I've got to deny myself. How do I have to walk? I've got to bear a cross on my shoulder. And it's not going to look pretty. Tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross? I've got to learn how to follow him. In moments where it doesn't feel good, in moments where it's not working in the way that I thought it was going to be, in moments where life is just bearing down on me personally, but I have a call that I've got to carry. I, I've got a cross that I've got to get across the finish line. I, I, I've got a generation that I've got to fight for. I, I've got some children that I've got to fight for. I've got a wife that I've got to fight for. I, 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 I've got a generation of alcohol addiction that I've got to fight for in the Holy Ghost. And so I've got to follow the leading of the Lord. That means that I can't have alcohol in my house when my family comes over. I know that some people have just got mad at that. Come on now. But if you know that alcohol is killing your generation and you know that it's causing anger and abuse to occur, it's wrong for you. Oh, come on now. It's wrong for us to, to have it in our possession and we're trying to change. Come on now. Uh, you know, young man, that you're dealing with pornography and you got computers. You need to throw that computer away. You need to turn off your streaming. Uh, well, how am I going to watch TV for a season? You're probably not going to be able to do it because I need you to deny that addiction. Come on now. The only thing I know how to do is stand on the corner, Bishop, and sell drugs. This is the only way I can make money. Come on now. I got out of jail and I can't get a job. I've been trying, but they're not going to hire me because I got three felonies. Come on now. Nobody's going to hire me. I've been in jail for 15 years of my life, and the only thing I know how to do is sneak and sell drugs. The only thing that I know how to do is make money illegally deny yourself the moment where you seek worldly treasures come on pick up the cross find somebody to help you get a GED there's somebody that will give you a job there's a dream young man where you can start your own business and make your own money the right way but you cannot be afraid to follow the leading of the voice of the Lord in your life. Come on. Come on. We've got to be true disciples of Christ. That means that we have to show others what it means to deny ourselves. To deny ourselves the moment where we want to cuss somebody out. To deny ourselves the moment where we just want to give in and, and, and not be true. We, we've, got to, we've got to pick up the cross and be reminded that I'm bearing Jesus with me, with this cross, that I'm bearing the burden of my generation, that Jesus is walking with me.
The Holy Ghost is walking with me. The Father is walking with me. Come on, lift your hands. Come feel this empty place in my heart. It's where I want to be. I want to be the true disciple. Father, we thank you for this moment. Let your grace and your glory dwell upon us today. Be filled. Fill us. Overwhelm us. Overtake us. Let the blessing of the Lord run us down and overtake us, Father. So, Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. That we learn what it is to deny. We learn what it is to carry the cross. The weight of a generation. The weight of the kingdom of God. And so, Father, we thank you now. That the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And giveth no sorrow. Addeth no sorrow. Father, we thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. If you want to be saved today, all you have to do is just simply lift your hands and just simply say, Lord, come into my heart. I believe that you died on the cross, that you rose again, and that your blood became the full redemption of a price paid of all of my sin. I ask you now to be my Savior. Jesus name. Amen. We love you so much. May the blessing of the Lord rest in your life. If you didn't have an opportunity to give on this morning, we, we came out of our, our time of consecrated prayer, went right into worship this morning. I want you to give today. Give your tithe. I want you to understand that he says to, to bring it into the storehouse. Bring it into the storehouse so that there may be meat, so that there may be room. Bring it into the priest. Put it into the house. Your offering and your love seed. And then I want to remind you two weeks from now, first Sunday in June, June 5th, the sound of Pentecost, Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Sunday evening, 6 p.m., we're going for we're looking for a mighty move of God. Our $20 seed that we're asking you to give on Pentecost Sunday, I mean $22 seed that we're asking for you to give on that Sunday. And then Monday night, 7 p.m. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. We're going for it. I want you to bring the sick. I want you to bring those and allow the elders of the church and us to lay hands so that a move of God can take place in our city. We love you. Have a great day. May the blessing of the Lord continue to rest on your heart. We are the Rock Church, the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time. I love you. I appreciate you. Peace to the family, peace to the bishop, and peace to us all. Have a great day. God bless you.